Hello and a warm welcome to the Renewal Nuggets. I'm going to bring today this idea how to deal with emotions so we don't have to suppress them or we have to really indulge them as catharsis never truly worked and I'm going to explain why. And in the same time, just suppressing emotions, which has been our default mode for many, many centuries. And it's picked up even in religious traditions. You know, just forget about emotions. Don't think we're prideful. We're really having bad emotions. It doesn't work. It works in a short run, and but then it back, backfires. So the idea is how do we deal with emotion, especially as we're trying to separate from the day and might want to have some quiet time or silence. And in the same time, we want to pray or connect with God, connect with what's really, truly important to you with your higher self. So if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul. And I love to bring wisdom from science and ancient Christian faith and psychology and non-denominational spiritual traditions in a, such a way that can help us to become better human beings and can help you connect and help you regenerate so you can keep on giving for the betterment of humanity. So let's dive in. So as we are coming home and trying to come home to our soul, to coming home to our true self, to God, many times as we're trying to stay in silence, we're trying to pray, many times our thoughts get really busy. And I've talked in the previous episode some quick tips how to witness our thoughts in a, such a way that the mind can actually unwind. And many times when that happens, when we do that, then we're going to feel waves of emotions. Not always like that, but many times that happens. And the fault mode is we either trying to suppress our emotions and we do that so well, so to speak, by use, by shaming ourselves, by saying, oh, I'm prideful, or I'm really mean, or I'm really angry, I shouldn't do that, why am I doing this? Just try to be good, try to feel grateful. And that works in a short term, but what happens is it backfires because we're sending the message in our inner world that our emotions are not okay. And then there are some parts of us that are bad. And spiritually, in many spiritual traditions, and especially in the ancient Christian faith, there is this idea that we are in the image of likeness of God. So every part of us, any function that we have originally has good intentions. I mean, otherwise, we all have, just to use scientific terms, we have amygdala. This is a center in our brain that has to do with anger and worry and other emotions. Why would God create all of us with the amygdala if it'll be bad? It's impossible. God is everywhere filling all things and there's goodness in all of us. So the original intention is good. Now we're conditioned in certain ways, and this has been perpetuated for centuries, that the way we deal with that, we sometimes create more problems. And this is one of our problems. We started labeling ourselves and we go into the default mode of suppressing emotions. And it can help for a while, but then they backfire. The pendulum went on the other side with psychological methodologies, I would say in the 50s or 60s, when catharsis was really at the peak, so to speak, this idea that if I just allow my emotions to be and express them and use my, my stories and why not to express them, somehow they're going to calm down. And after decades, 
psychologists notice that that's actually not happening. So there is a reshift in the way of thinking. And I would say internal family system has a most um, effective way to deal with emotions in such a way that we don't just let them run rampant, but not suppress them either. And that is a third way, which I love because it matches also with spiritual tradition as well. So what is this third way? It has to do with our ability to experience emotions in our bodies and to, when we don't engage our mind into stories about it, we can allow them to pass. Now, creating stories and meaning, it's not actually bad. It's when we do it and it's ineffective that it doesn't happen. help. So I'll give an example. If I'm next to a tiger, I better realize that on a conscious level that I'm in big, big trouble and I do something about it. You know, I mean, I, obviously it's, it's a little funny, funny in a certain sense, like if I'm next to a tiger, probably next moment I won't exist anymore. But let's assume that I live in the jungle and I know how to deal with this. I better know if there's a tiger coming and I better know to take some action. Now, if I'm sensing a tiger, but then my mind is saying, wait a minute, this is not a real tiger. This is on the screen. It's on a computer screen or maybe on the movies. I can do a bit of detachment so the mind can have really helpful stories by checking reality, right? And scanning the reality and creating stories. Now, when it's helpful, it's great. But when it continues to create stories which are not helpful and our emotions continue to be there, this is where the, the what I'm this tip that I'm giving today can be very helpful. So let's say you might be really upset or you might from you might have anger or worries from something that happened from work, let's say, or in a family. The first question is, like I mentioned earlier, is that, okay, is this something that I really need to act on right now? And I'm going to unpack this a little bit more next time. But is it really something that I need to unpack right now? And if it is, you know, obviously, if there's real danger, if there's fire, there's something that I need to really act on mind can help us with our thoughts and then we act on it and we take action. But if it's not, and we just have some, well, let's say, or at the end of the day, and we're trying to pray and we're trying to well, calm down or stay in silence and emotions are coming in a short run, instead of suppressing it, the third way is to realize that this is an emotion that's coming through our bodies and to allow it to pass like a wave in the ocean. It could be a strong wave, but there is the certainty that the wave will pass. And it's the same with emotions. And on a physiological level, as a physician, I know we have what's called habituation. Habituation can have wonderful impact in our life because we get used to it. We get used to stimuli, mind you, externally or internally, and it can help us. It becomes like a background noise. Now, Many times this is not enough. We might need to go to a counselor, a mentor, a therapist, a life coach to really help us navigate our emotions. But in the short run, it's better than suppression because we're acknowledging the fundamental difference between suppression. In suppression, we're saying this is not acceptable, this is not okay, we got or maybe ashaming ourselves, or there's something wrong with us, and that produces more problems. But when we acknowledge our emotions, and then we say, wait a minute, there's nothing dangerous right now. There's nothing I can act on it right now. So the mind has done its job to assess the reality. And okay, there's nothing to do right now. We can invite our mind to step aside 
and really sit with the emotions and then let them pass. And invariably, they do pass. And when they do, first of all, we've honored our emotions. We did not engage into creating more stories, which many times create more emotions. And we also can find more creative ways. So I'll give you an example about, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. I remember this distinctly because it was such a transformative event for me. I I would say 15 years ago, yeah, maybe even 20. I was really, really busy and I was uh, all of a sudden triggered by a person who wronged me and I had so much anger. I knew this person wronged me and I had so much anger and I knew from my, and I sit down trying to kind of, okay, how do I deal with my emotion right now, right? And from my faith tradition as a Christian, I knew eventually I have to forgive. I'm like, okay, I'm in no way to forgive right now. So this first step of just acknowledging my authentic reality, I am angry and I'm not ready to forgive and not feel shame about it. Like, okay, I didn't, I didn't pile up more shame. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. I can forgive getting into more stories. I just acknowledge my feelings. I am really angry and I can't forgive. And I had this moment. I was praying and talking with God directly. And I said, God, I know that's where you want to move me towards forgiveness. I am not ready. I'm really, really angry right now. But I trust you. I know there is a way. I just don't know what that way is. That's what I talk with God. I know it's a different a different way. I kind of, in this case, I knew kind of what the way was, but I'm like, I'm not ready, but I want to be authentic. I don't want to go around the bushes and say, I'm doing this and finding different solutions. I'm just giving it all to my higher self, to God. And interestingly, after a while, the emotion subsided. So what I did, I didn't suppress it and shame myself. I didn't get into more stories about it. I didn't use the cathartic methodology, create more story, this person is terrible, blah, 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 which would have made my emotions even more strong. I just acknowledged I had this emotion. I was incapable of forgiveness and acknowledged that as well and allowed the emotion to pass. And once anger passed, after a while, the same day, all of a sudden I had more distance and I realized, well, I can see my perspective and all of a sudden, it was so much easier to see the other person's perspective. Not that I was giving it that person a free pass and say, oh, yeah, they could, it's okay. They could do that. They're, no, it's just I realized I could see their perspective and in the same time see my perspective. And it was just mind blowing because there's a sense of God is everywhere filling all things. And he truly connects on an intimate level with our soul, with each and every person, each and every human being in this world. There must be a different perspective. But I didn't force it. I didn't think my way through it. As the emotion, the anger passed away like a wave, all of a sudden that insight became more clear. And in that space where I could have compassion for myself because I was wronged, And I could also see, well, I could see from the other person perspective why they might have done this. That allowed for more newness and curiosity and creativity also. And solutions came up that I wouldn't have thought of of them before. And I was able to deal with the situation very much better. And out of that experience, actually, I realized, oh, 
That's why they say not to send an email right away when you get really upset or angry. Just wait for 24 hours, 48 hours. Absolutely. And that has been kind of like my, my gold standard and my, my quick advice, especially in our online world. Like if you see a post on social media or an email or not, wait for 24 hours, for 48 hours. It's amazing how we, when we habituate to the emotion, when the emotion passes this wave without creating more stories, actually it can really help and it's becoming so much easier and we get a different perspective so i encourage you to do that as well so the question that it might be still lingering for you is why what about catharsis what did you say about that why is it not working well here's what i've observed most psychological methodologies especially as being a counselor or, or listening to people uh, even as a therapist or before as a doctor so having people talk about their emotion through using stories, obviously, right? So we move into our brain to tell stories. Well, these stories can grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And we can feel really good in the moment. Like, yes, I'm justified. I was wronged. Clearly, I was wrong. <laughs> but the stories will grow and grow and grow. And actually, it's going to continue the, this loop of emotional dysregulation. This intensifying this emotion is not going to help us center it and find that peace which surpasses all understanding, which kind of is what I was talking earlier about. So catharsis doesn't work because of this. If we engage our brain into the stories, the stories can shift and can actually make our emotions more and more intense. And they might not allow us to see the other person's perspective. So disengaging, unblending, or unhooking for our mind, again, unless there's a huge emergency where we need to take action, we can allow the emotions to come and go. Trust the way our body and our emotional intelligence is built that they will pass. We have this sense of uh, this process of habituation it's self-healing emotions will come and they move on they come and they go and then afterwards more space more clarity more peace more access to true self and to the a bit to this amazing kind and loving compassionate cosmic awareness god we can have access to that much more easier. So with that, I would leave you for today. And I thank you for all you're doing in the world. And I wish you continue to regenerate. And as you befriend a bit your emotion and start thinking of them more as waves, may you be able to separate at the end of the day so you can regenerate. And we'll talk more about emotions next week. So stay tuned. And until then, I say goodbye for now.